We'll continue with the reading from St. Dimitri of Rostov. Prayer should be short, but often repeated. From those who have experience in raising their mind to God, I learn that in the case of prayer made by the mind from the heart, a short prayer, often repeated, is warmer and more useful than a long one. Lengthy prayer is also very useful, but only for those who are reaching perfection, not for beginners. During lengthy prayer, the mind of the inexperienced cannot stand long before God, but is generally overcome by its own weakness and mutability and drawn away by external things, so that warmth of the spirit quickly cools down. Such prayer is no longer prayer, but only disturbance of the mind, because of the thoughts wandering hither and thither, which happens both during prayers and psalms recited in church, and also during the rule of prayers for the cell, which takes a long time. Short yet frequent prayer, on the other hand, has more stability, because the mind, immersed for a short time in God, can perform it with greater warmth. Therefore the Lord also says, When ye pray, use not vain repetitions. Matthew chapter 6, verse 7. For it is not for your prolixity that you will be heard. And St. John of the Ladder also teaches, do not try to use many words, lest your mind become distracted by the search for words. Because of one short sentence, the publican received the mercy of God, and one brief affirmation of belief saved the robber. An excessive multitude of words in prayer disperses the mind in dreams, while one word or a short sentence helps to collect the mind. It's the end of the quotation from St. John of the Ladder, who is described as follows in a footnote. St. John of the Ladder, also known as John Climacus, died around 649, of Mount Sinai, author of the Ladder of Divine Ascent, a classic work on the ascetic and spiritual life which is normally read each Lent in Orthodox monasteries. Back to the text. But someone may ask, why did the Apostle say in the Epistle to the Thessalonians, pray without ceasing? Usually in the Holy Scriptures the word always is used in the sense of often. For instance, the priests went always into the first tabernacle accomplishing the service for God. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 6 This means that the priests went into the first tabernacle at certain fixed hours, not that they went there unceasingly by day and by night. They went often, but not uninterruptedly. 
Even if the priests were all the time in church, keeping alight the fire which came from heaven and adding fuel to it so that it should not go out, they were not doing this all at the same time, but by turns, as we see from St. Zacharias. He executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course. Luke chapter 1 verse 8 One should think in the same way about prayer, which the Apostle ordains to be done unceasingly. For it is impossible for man to remain in prayer day and night without interruption. After all, time is also needed for other things, for necessary cares in the administration of one's house. We need time for working, time for talking, time for eating and drinking, time for rest and sleep. How is it possible to pray unceasingly except by praying often? But oft-repeated prayer may be considered unceasing prayer. Consequently, do not let your oft-repeated but short prayer be expanded into too many words. This is what the Holy Fathers also advise. In his commentary on the Gospel of St. Matthew, St. Theophylact states, You should not make long prayers, for it is better to pray little, but often. And St. John Chrysostom, in his commentary on St. Paul's epistles, observes, Whoever says too much in prayer does not pray, but indulges in idle talk. St. Theophylact also says in his interpretation of Matthew, verse 6 of chapter 6. Superfluous words are idle talk. And the apostle said, well, I had rather speak five words with my understanding than ten thousand words in an unknown tongue. First letter to Corinthians, chapter 14, verse 19. That is, it is better for me to pray to God briefly, but with attention, than to pronounce innumerable words without attention, vainly filling the air with noise. There is also another sense in which the Apostle's words must be interpreted. Pray without ceasing must be taken in the sense of prayer performed by the mind. Whatever a man is doing, the mind can always be directed towards God, and in this way it can pray to him unceasingly. Therefore begin now, O my soul, little by little, the course of training set out for you. Begin in the name of the Lord, according to the Apostle's instruction, and whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Do all he means not primarily for your own profit, even spiritual, but for the glory of God. And so in all your words and deeds and thoughts, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Saviour, will be glorified. But before you start, explain to yourself briefly what prayer is. 
Prayer is turning the mind and thoughts towards God. To pray means to stand before God with the mind, mentally to gaze unswervingly at Him, and to converse with Him in reverent fear and hope. And so collect all your thoughts, laying aside all outer worldly cares, Direct your mind towards God, concentrating it wholly upon Him. And that concludes the section on St. Dmitri of Rostov. And uh, from tomorrow we'll start with the readings from Theophan the Recluse. What is prayer? This is chapter 2, by the way, of, of The Art of Prayer, an orthodox anthology um, compiled by Igumen Chariton of Valamo and translated by E. Kadlubovsky and E. M. Palmer, edited with an introduction by Timothy Ware, published in London by Faber and Faber in 1966, translated by Elizabeth M. Palmer uh, in 1966. So, yes, well, I'd just like to repeat, since this is the end of, of our reading from, from St. Dimitri, what I think is the most essential part of it, which we've actually just had today. Um, so when he says... There's another way, in another sense, in which the Apostles' words must be interpreted, pray without ceasing. Must be, these words must be taken in the sense of prayer performed by the mind. Whatever a man is doing, the man, sorry, whatever a man is doing, the mind can always be directed towards God. And in this way it can pray to him unceasingly. Therefore begin now, O my soul, little by little, the course of training set out for you. Begin in the name of the Lord, according to the Apostle's instruction. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Do all, he means, not primarily for your own profit, even spiritual, but for the glory of God. And so in all your words, deeds and thoughts, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Saviour, will be glorified. And I couldn't help thinking when reading this of a verse in the Quran, which comes after the very, very famous verse called the verse of light, Ayatun Nur. And that verse reads as follows. Um, I'll give it to you in the Arabic first, and then the English. في بيوت بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم في بيوت أذن الله أن ترفع ويذكر فيها اسمه يسبح له فيها بالغدو والآصال رجال لا تلهيهم تجارة ولا بيع عن ذكر الله وإقام الصلاة وإيتاء الزكاة يخافون يوما تتقلب فيه القلوب والأبصار ليجزيهم الله أحسن ما عملوا ويزيدهم من فضله والله يرزق من يشاء بغير حساب. 
I, I couldn't refrain from giving the whole of the verse, even though it's the first part only that I had in mind. But I'm glad I got to the end because the, the, the end of that verse has the famous Marian response, as Fritjof Schumann refers to it in his chapter on Mary in the Quran. According to, uh, I think he calls it the Quranic wisdom of Sayyidatana Maryam, which means the Quranic wisdom of Our Lady Mary in uh, Dimensions of Islam um, and reprinted in another later book. I, I forget which one. Um, and that is what Shuan calls the Marian response, Inna because that's what Mary says in the Quran, chapter number three, uh, I forget which verse, um, and she is asked by Zachariah, who is her guardian in the temple, where did you get this food? And she replies, it's from God. Truly God giveth sustenance to whom he will beyond all reckoning. Inna allaha yarzuku man hisab. And this verse that uh, I'm reciting now after the Ayatul Nur has that response. And I think Shuan brings together those two verses in that chapter as well in a quite remarkable way. So the verse is uh, more or less as follows. This is not a, a, an accurate translation just off the top of my head. In houses which God has allowed to be elevated. And many commentators understand these houses to refer to places where the light in the lamp fed by the oil of the olive, neither of the east nor of the west. It's a remarkable, mystical verse upon which many, many commentaries, probably one of the most commented upon verses in the Quran from a mystical and metaphysical point of view. Um, so the light referred to in the famous light verse, God is the light of the heavens and the earth, and then the similitude is given of his light as like a lamp, which is in any case, um, if you're interested, you can read that verse. But to go on to the next verse afterwards, uh, the commentators understand these houses that are elevated to refer to houses in which this the, this uh, mystical lamp is found. And in which his name is oft invoked no just his name is is invoked in these houses um in these houses which God has allowed, like temples, homes of ordinary people, which have been, as it were, converted into temples by virtue of the fact that there are people in those houses who invoke the name of God much. Um, there are men who glorify God morning and evening. Rijalullah tulhihim. 
tijaratun wala bay'un an dhikrillah these rijal which literally means men but it refers to to virile human beings both men and women strong spiritually strong human beings whether male or female who are not distracted from the invocation or the remembrance of god who are not distracted from being conscious of god uh, by trading or by engaging in in uh, in exchange two words basically meaning engaging in trading of merchandise and, and uh, business in other words who are not distracted from their invocation or from their prayers by uh, trade and business in the world so they're active in whatever it is they're doing in the world but they're not distracted for a moment from their consciousness of God their remembrance of God their invocation of the name Allah and this is very very close to what St. Dimitri is saying here quoting from St. Paul whatsoever ye do in word or deed do all in the name of the Lord Jesus so I'll just repeat this wonderful paragraph therefore begin now O my soul little by little the course of training set out for you begin in the name of the lord according to the apostles instruction and whatsoever ye do in word or deed do all in the name of the lord jesus